do 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 switch mania playcast episode 65 of the switch mania playcast a super mario 35 episode the sunshine showed lots of things work yeah they all should work with the shows yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness this is a crazy one because um, we're recording like a premium piece and mm-hmm. Barry's got his game since he's all the time Barry and can record video games. So it should be interesting seeing how it all piecemeals together and everybody listening, let us know what you think about it. That's right. And also a happy anniversary to Barry. Ooh, ooh family anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, we're literally doing that because as uh, JP and I get like busy as all get out, it's like you and I can like record and like then trying to get Barry on at the same time has been problematic. Oh yeah, we we record at random times. <laughs> that's true. Our schedule is very hectic nowadays, more so than before. Yep, and that's why we're like, well, we could talk premium stuff, and we can talk. <laughs> I always uh, do enjoy talking about our company. Oh yeah! It was a bi- it was a big week for us. Uh, it was a crazy week, and and that's the thing is like it never slows down. Like this is where those that listen to us get a little heads up because like we've been talking to companies and craziness, and we may have enough for another direct in the in the future. Yeah, and Jeff knows how excited I am to hopefully start recording our next direct very soon because i really enjoyed the first one i thought it was great and with the second one now people know who we are and we have the opportunity to even maybe do a live uh unveiling of the direct so we could all watch it together yeah that would be really cool like do one of those countdowns yep and... yeah and i mean like the direct's going to be a little bit more involved too because like we have enough new stuff especially with what was announced this week that we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. um but then like we got some some new treats in there too and then we got to talk about like what's going on with what we've already announced so it's like craziness so i would say first do you want to talk about what went on this week or do you want to talk about updates um yeah let's always do updates first i think that's good so people know where everything is in the process yeah, so so those of you that have um, pre-ordered Super Blood Aki, I do want to say thank you for supporting us because it is a big venture supporting, you know, a, a first-time Switch company. I do have to say Switch company because <laughs> I've definitely done five NES homebrew releases physically as well as lots and lots of books, including Switch Collector Volume 1 with uh, JP. Mm-hmm. Um so um, thank you for supporting us. And so with that, um, we have Super Blood Hockey as well as the Pigeon Dev Collection, both in physical production right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are waiting on the back and forth from Nintendo. We've been doing that for, what, four weeks now? <laughs> like it's, it's back and forth like almost every day with one little piece or another. And then we submit this piece, and then another one comes back, and we submit this one. And um, as things get approved, though, um, we will let everybody know through the cast. Um, and 
I know we are in probably the last piece of digital lot check when it comes mm-hmm. to it. And then it's the order of the cartridges, which are going to get produced in Japan, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And that'll be interesting to see. Um, I do know that takes some time because I think we get loaded in the queue with like every big first party and, and giant company. Well, that so, should be fun. Oh, yeah, it'll be ridiculous actually to see how (laughs) i mean it's all it's all an experience and as i've uh, said multiple times before if anybody can do it we'll figure it out like for real (laughs) uh and um so hey but steve and i also um on the pigeon dev side we have been working on the guide as well because we work we started way ahead of time and we have a really cool format for the strategy guides section. Um, I also got back the review and the interview from the developer from Pigeon Dev. Awesome. Um, so that's pretty cool. So that'll go into the history section of the book. And then we're going to go and try to do a little bit about the legacy of the game and like who's covered it or where it's when or anything cool with uh, with the legacy of any of the four games within the Pigeon Dev. Mm-hmm. And I know since we've stopped um, talking about Super Blood Hockey every day, I know, JP, you've been posting a little bit about it. Yep, so Frank the Tank. Uh, Frank and the I'm... Tank. Frank the <laughs> Tank. <laughs> we've been slowly reminding people about all the games involved in the Pigeon Dev collection because... You have to remember, there's four individual games on one cartridge. So we have Awesome P1, Awesome P2, Bucket Knight, and Explosive Jake. So what's really been great is that each day Frank has dedicated, you know, one post on social media for each game with a few screenshots just to remind people. And I think what I'm really excited about is I'm hoping in the near future we can start teasing the strategy guide a little bit to start showing people the layout and what they can expect because... Uh, for all you that don't know, Super Blood Hockey was a premium edition release, but Pigeon Dev is going to be our first premium edition and premium deluxe edition. And the thing that's crazy is like, even in our premium editions, like we're having a slipcase, which mm-hmm. surprise secrets, it's not just a traditional slipcase. Yeah. Um, I, I showed JP something, he's like, I can't see it any other way anymore. Yeah, like, I know. <laughs> and nobody's ever done it before. Like, we're doing yeah. something with our slipcases that nobody's done. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. And it's probably the most Nintendo thing we could do with a slipcase. It's yep. ridiculous. Once you all see it, once we start showing it, you're going to be like, Yep, that's premium edition. <laughs> like, I mean, really, it's going to be one of our trademarks at that point. And it's cool. But, like, so we're doing that with the the cards and the challenge card with the ability to get a patch for each game. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we expand to the deluxe, people don't realize is that, like, every single thing with the deluxe all goes into our NES sized box mm-hmm. with the steel book mm-hmm. so we're doing steel book releases so you're going to have a pigeon dev collection steel book inside of a traditional nes style box approved by nintendo mm-hmm. um ridiculous and then that goes inside of a neo geo aes soft leather case which has more artwork in it inside that will fit a traditional cd soundtrack which is awesome mm-hmm. i know the developer is going to do like a highlights 
of the, the system, of the games of the system. We're going to have um, an awesome pin in there, like a little enamel pin, which will be really fun to do. We've had some crazy ideas and companies reach out to us, so it'll be really cool to see what we do with that. Um, and then the same size as the Neo Geo AES box is the strategy guide, the premium guide. It's not even a strategy guide. It's a premium guide because there's multi-pieces, the history, the game, and the legacy. And So, like, the guide part is just one facet of it. And, I mean, we're talking 250 to 300 pages just for this this guide. Mm-hmm. And it's ridiculous. And so it's going to fit the same size. And JP ever being the one to, to want me to do more cool stuff <laughs> says, let's put that in the slipcase itself. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean... Those of you that have gotten the Switch Collector Volume 1 with that really hard card stock slipcase, that's what we're going with around the entire package. Like, it's I love ridiculous. That. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, is that I've already produced 20, over now over 20 print runs of different books at a high quality at this point. I've continued to up my game to the point where now... We're going to be doing stuff. And JP, you can tell me if I'm crazy or not, but it seems like there's a lot of books and guides coming out now all of a sudden after we announced. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, you Just know what? Saying. I think I think it's that renaissance. You know, we've we've seen them on the decline for a while. Very free, uh, few games. I'm trying to even think when the last guide came out. I mean, it's been so infrequent. So I'm I'm in favor of that. You know, we know that Fangamer mm-hmm. has done Stardew Valley. They did a guidebook. Uh, Super mm-hmm. Rare recently did one for Dandara. But other than that, I mean, you don't really see guidebooks. You see a lot of art books, which, you know, are really nice. And we will have that piece in our premium guide with the artwork section. But in terms yeah. of a traditional strategy guide, you just really don't see that that much. And I'm hoping now with our releases, you know, that's making a comeback. And that's the thing is, like, the strategy guide piece, like, all these other books have been our books. Um, which I still think is really cool. And just so everybody knows on the record, everybody makes strategy guides. It would be amazing. Like that's the one thing that I always get is that like, you know, I did my NES collector's book and I did my super Nintendo collector's book. Then other people did their own versions. And people always ask me, are you mad? I'm like, no, there can never be enough books on the Nintendo and the super Nintendo and the switch. Like we have the only Nintendo switch book right now out there and um Mm -hmm. i mean unless there's some crazy ones out on amazon or something that we're not tracking but um i don't and more people make books cool (laughs) like we're gonna be doing the switchopedia in our style it's not going to be everybody's flavor of the week mm -hmm. that they like and that's okay um i've seen different types of i saw a lot of ratings come in this last week for the switch collector and the thing is, is that everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Everybody likes their own style. And sure. it's cool. I just like that people are enjoying it. If, if, a, you know, if a handful of people enjoy what I do, I'll do it forever. Mm-hmm. And it's way more than a handful. And I think it's super cool. And that's for everything I do, including like Switch games or books or whatever. And I will say that you know, one thing that I've been getting asked a lot now is, are you doing a Switch Collector Volume 2? And the answer is yes. We have teased it with <laughs> one 
one image so far. We said stay tuned. It's going to be coming in the near future. But to answer that question, yes, we're absolutely doing a volume two. It's going to be year two split. So the volume two is going to cover the first half of the year two games. Um, but you can expect yep. us to be doing the entire Nintendo Switch library for as long as they're making games. We're going to have that book coming out. So I love playing all the games, writing about them. Um, if, you, if you may have noticed, but JP's website's taking a little bit of a break. Well, some of his writers are joining us for the, sure. uh, for the book, for sure. Um, and JP hasn't taken a break, just the writing on his site. Yeah. <laughs> no, JP hasn't taken a break <laughs> at all. But, um, but the thing is, is that the uh, Kickstarter page has been created... Mm -hmm. uh, my goal is to, and I know Erica's working with us to work on some banners, and we do want to welcome Erica officially to the team, by the mm -hmm. way. She's doing artwork for us with Premium Edition, but also working on banners for the Kickstarter page, just to make it look real cool. Yep. But my goal this weekend is to, and the weekend that y'all are first listening to this episode, um, you know, in October is to get the Kickstarter page looking really good, go over all of the text, make sure everything reads right, because I'm literally using the page from the, the Kickstarter page from volume one and mm -hmm. modifying it for volume two. So mm -hmm. volume one was 312 pages, covered the first year. This one's already 400 pages with just wow. the first half of the year. And I'm going to split it logistically, but I do need to keep our books under 500 pages because otherwise it becomes too heavy to ship. Mm -hmm. Um, my super Nintendo definitive edition is 630 pages and it's like five or six pounds and it's just mm -hmm. so expensive to ship. Like I feel real bad for international. Um, fortunately our video games plus distribution, um, that we're working with is interested in carrying the switch collector. So it should help with shipping. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm waiting to talk with Video Games Plus about that, so that way maybe on the Kickstarter we can offer one universal price, and they fulfill the international shipping for everyone, so it's not so expensive. Mm -hmm. Good. And yeah, that's great. I, I think you can talk about, one. you know about Video Games Plus right now, like what update they have going on. I think they still have Super Blood Hockey, don't they? Yes, yeah, so you know, for U.S. customers, we've closed the pre-orders for Super Blood Hockey on our website. What you can do is, if you're in the U.S., you can still go to our website, go to the product page, and click that Notify Me Back in Stock, and then you just put your email address in, so when we have it available again when it's in hand, you'll be the first to be notified. Now, for international customers, uh, Video Games Plus still has it open for pre-order, and they'll keep it open for as long as they have their allocation. So if you see it on their website and you can pre-order it, that means it's still available too. And I highly recommend it because, you know, we've talked about this game at great lengths. We've done interviews on it. We've had interviews with the developer, with the composer. And, you know, we're just big fans of this game, you know. And we've said that before. We are very happy and honored that this is our first release. But it really is a fantastic hockey arcade slash RPG game. So I highly recommend that if you... If you haven't pre-ordered yet, just get that in there, secure it, because it's going to be release number one from us, and we have plenty more coming along the way. Yeah, and I do, I will say that, like, we're going to have around a thousand copies left once we get them in hand. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine that Video Games Plus has a ton left. 
mm-hmm. we don't know because we really haven't asked him. We we could ask, but like I like kind of keeping it a, a, a special surprise, like once mm-hmm. it sells out. But I mean, it it may any time because I know that it steadily people have been supporting internationally with Video Games Plus, which is awesome. And one thing I'm right. noticing is that more and more people are learning about our company now after we closed. And, you know, that just happens with any any company, right? You're just on social media, you come across a tweet or you're on YouTube and you come across something and then you start, you know, you learn about the companies after the fact. And that's okay. That's why we're, we don't mind that we are going to have extra copies because we did anticipate that being a new company. And obviously, mm-hmm. once it's in hand... People see that and go, okay, it's available. I'm going to buy it and not even pre-order it at that point. But again, if you want to make sure you're going to get one international, just go to Video Games Plus right now. For U.S. customers, just sign up to be notified when we have it available. Yeah, it's right on premiumeditiongames.com. On the Super Blood Hockey page, it says, are you interested in a copy? Question mark. You just click it. You enter in your email. And then when we add the stock to our store, when we have it in hand, Mm-hmm. you'll get an email notification immediately. So you can be one of the first ones to uh, get your copy. Yep. Um, now, that being said, Pigeon Dev is going to be launched when we have it in hand. Yep. You can go on there right now and click if you're interested in a copy of Pigeon Dev Collection mm-hmm. and a robot name fight, um, which that's going to be you know a, one that's going to be next year. However... Mm-hmm. With Pigeon Dev, like, you can do the same thing, and it'll email you when we get them in hand. Now, when those run out, those run out. So, right. And, you know, we do have a set amount aside for Deluxe. Do we, do we want to tell people how many Deluxe we have set aside? You we can. Could. Yeah. We or, could. Or we can wait a little bit while. <laughs> we can wait. And you know what? If you want to hear how many we have, just just leave us a voicemail on anchor.fm slash Like go on our anchor and and we will if you leave us a message, we'll we'll be sure to uh let you know. <laughs> now I I think now's a really good time that to let people know that even though you know everything is in process and in production, uh, we are working on something else that was just announced this week. Oh my god, yeah, that was <laughs> That's been a ridiculous one, and, yeah. like, the thing that's crazy about it, now we're talking about the Sunshine Anthology, yes. and what that's going to be is another multi-pack. It's going to be two full games on one cartridge, mm-hmm. and the craziness was is that, you know, we had the developer reach out to us, um, I think the... the um, digital publisher or PR marketing company, new JP. Mm-hmm. But they're like, hey, check out this game that I have. And it was Camp Sunshine. And all they have it on is Steam. And yep. we both looked at it and we're like, oh, it looks kind of cool. It has like a teddy bear on it and all this stuff. <laughs> and like, I, I think like JP, like you and I were like talking on the phone or something. Yep. Uh, just talking about premium edition stuff, which we do throughout the week. Oh, yeah. Our wives, like, we <laughs> but I'm like playing. I'm like, uh, yeah, we're, so, we're we we need to go after this game, JP. And you're like, oh yeah, whatever. It looks okay. And I'm like, no man. <laughs> and like, like when I say there's a teddy bear, like this teddy bear has a machete, and there are dead bodies everywhere. 
And, like, it is ridiculously gory. He talks smack like Freddy Krueger, almost, from the Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, And all the graphics look like they're out of, like, Stardew Valley or something. Um, Like, that 16 to 32-bit pixelated style. Lots of scary movie references all over the place. Oh, yeah. Um, And I was like... And the thing is, is that the second game in this pack hasn't even been um, fully released yet, which is what this Kickstarter that's going to launch is about, is getting it funded. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to be doing a, a physical. But it was crazy once you played it, JP. Oh, yeah. I mean, it took me all of five minutes to load it up on Steam, and which this is the game that actually got me to create an account on Steam. I never had one before here, and I had to try it. And it took me about all of five minutes to realize like how amazing this game was. <laughs> so, you know, I played for a little bit. I didn't beat it. Um, but, you know, once what, you had played a lot further than I did, but we, we talked mm-hmm. and we said, we got to go for this one. So we got to, with the developer, the, the PR and the digital publisher. And yeah, magic happened. We, uh, we signed the contract. We're going to be, and, and what's really exciting is that this week, if, uh, if you're on social media and, and you happen to be following myself, JP Switchmania, or Premium Edition Games, you notice a quick teaser trailer that shows the physical yep. deluxe Kickstarter exclusive for Sunshine Anthology. So just a little shout out, but these two games, which is Camp Sunshine and Sunshine Manor, it's developed by Fossil Games, um, and then they're working with Houndpicked. So we are working with them to create the physical release of it on the Switch. And what's really cool is that on the Kickstarter, that's going to be launching on October 7th at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, oh, damn. You, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So <laughs> if, if you go on social media and you go to at fossil underscore games, you can click their Kickstarter link to put your email in. So you'll be notified when it goes live because there are early bird tiers. So you can save money there are. on the physical release. And obviously, you know, those tiers are very limited. And then, it, you know, and then the next level is available but if you want to be one of the first ones to secure the premium edition kickstarter exclusive or the premium deluxe kickstarter exclusive you'll have I like that to option. call that the sunshine edition since sunshine it's not a traditional edition. yeah because it's not a traditional deluxe you're right it's really yes. cool yeah it's really so this cool one, so in the video what you'll see is you'll see the kickstarter and this is a mock-up of course but mm-hmm. it's a kickstarter exclusive cover exclusive slipcase exclusive vhs outside box for the for the sunshine edition can i say one thing though jp yeah when we say exclusive like we have the original artist who did the poster from a nightmare on elm street doing the art so the box this case art that's there is Mm -hmm. a mock-up that erica did which is amazing it's amazing art but like we literally have the artist from a Nightmare on Elm Street that's going to draw a not draw he's going to paint a masterpiece based on the game. Like he said, oh no, I don't draw, man. He's he's like in 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 uh, the UK, and I'm talking to him. His name is Graham Humphreys. Mm-hmm. You look up Graham Humphreys. He has glasses and crazy spiky hair, and like he's like no, he's like no, mate. I'm gonna be doing. Uh, a painting. He's like, don't expect to get any layers or anything. I'm like, oh no, no, no! You're gonna do your own thing. We're just gonna give you what we what we need, and you can do whatever you want, mm-hmm. and we will make it fit within the purview 
of our art. So like this art that he's going to do is going to be like a legendary piece of scary movie horror history. Mm-hmm. And it's that's like the exclusivity. Like that's going to be what's with the Kickstarter only. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so so there's going to be the the two levels. So you have the Kickstarter premium, which is the exclusive slipcover case, uh, exclusive card as well that we're not going to offer elsewhere. And then the Sunshine Edition is with the VHS outer shell case. It has um, sweat wristbands inside, a cassette audio tape. Um, I love how you that. like underplay like the VHS box. Like like it's in literally oh. an old oh. school horror oh, it's, movie it's official. VHS case. And like that was per all of this has been per the developer. So when we do a Kickstarter release the developer is going to mold and design the special edition however they want, because this is non-traditional. We're not doing it outside of the Kickstarter. Like our deluxes are, are standardized. This mm-hmm. is a special edition per the developer fossil games. And like, they wanted a horror movie style clamshell VHS case. And I'm like, Yes, please. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Good taste. Like, like he got the he wanted sweat dance, like we're in the in the early nineties. Um the colors that he wanted is the colors he got. He wants a cassette tape. Like we're not doing that stuff with our normal releases. This is a special thing yeah, for a, this campaign. I love it. It, oh, it, fits, super cool. it fits the game perfectly. So again, that's October seventh. So October seventh. That is not too far away because that is actually next Wednesday. <laughs> Sounds like JP went into a vortex. <laughs> I had to go open up my calendar on the wall, and I'm like, what is that for the seventh? So next hey, Wednesday. <laughs> it's crazy. We're less than a week away, and this Kickstarter is yeah. going to open up. So you so you know, sign up on October seventh at four p.m. Eastern time. You're going to be able to see JP. Yes. Also, we're doing a premium guide. Yes, that you can you can pre-order the guide during the Kickstarter as well. So yeah. it will be the same premium guide as with as with the deluxe because don't forget that when the game releases in 2021, it'll it, it's going to take about a, a year for production for everything to get into process. So you're yep. supporting the development of the game, and you just so happen to to secure your amazing limited copy of the physical edition. We are going to do a regular, we do nothing regular, but a premium edition, <laughs> premium deluxe edition later. So um, one thing that we were asked by the Switchcore community was, well, how do we get both? And JP always says, we just buy both. <laughs> I don't say but, that. <laughs> but um, we should be able to, if you support the Kickstarter, we should be able to have the insert for the regular premium edition the non not the kickstarter one but the regular one available just like you've seen on other limited sites um we should be able to have that available so if you you don't have to buy the game twice if you're like a variant collector for example right. um if you want all the other pieces yeah there's not we're not gonna we we can't piecemeal everything out but um we absolutely could do the the printing of the um the yeah. insert for sure um but everything that's kickstarter though we're not like we're we are sticking with that because we you know per the developer and everything that want that to be a special thing for him. Yep, agreed. Oh yeah, 
I thought that was a pretty good week. I can't believe it's October 7th. That's like next week. That's yeah. crazy. I'm, I'm very excited because, you know, uh, right now we're not going to be opening up our sales for Pigeon Dev until it's in hand. So I'm excited mm-hmm. that we get we have a countdown of another one of our releases. Which uh, was unexpected. Yeah. And we, JP and I, by the way, listeners, we had no idea he was. they were doing a video. Like, yeah, <laughs> like we, we saw the video we're like, wait, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a video. That's cool. I literally had to reach out to Dan, who who does our videos, which is Dan from Console Wars. And yes, the same Console Wars that the CBS show stole the logo from, <laughs> YouTube channel. Um, yeah, I had to reach out to Dan and go, hey, we didn't know that they were doing a video. <laughs> Just so you know, like, we don't have anybody else doing videos, Dan. <laughs> No, so it was a good week. I think next week's going to be even crazier. I, I'm glad that I'm actually glad it's starting at 4 p.m. because that's around the end of my workday. Because oh, all I know, good. I'll just be watching that page and sharing, you know, the the uh, the launch of it on social media. So I think it's going to be a really fun day. And I'm, you know, I'm wishing Fossil Games much success. And I think it's going to do really well. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked. And and then. A week or so after that, we're going to launch uh, Switch Collector Volume 2, so that way we can you know, do some cross-promotion with our book as well, with the game, yep. so that way. Because the, I've been working on Switch Collector Volume 2 for since we, uh, since we were printing Volume 1, not because we were done with Volume 1. Um, since we've been having Volume 1 in print, I've been working on Volume 2, and all we're doing is finishing up the writing and so that's it's ready to go to kickstarter which is really fun yeah it's gonna be super cool and so then that sucker is gonna be going um (laughs) it's gonna be crazy like it's it's and all that while uh waiting and working with nintendo to get two releases done at the same time are we ever gonna be bored again jp i don't think so (laughs) <laughs> I, I, just, I, just, so. I just look to my right and I'm like, oh yeah, I still got to assemble NES games, which I've shipped <laughs> out all of them, but except for a couple international that I'm waiting for um, confirmation for but like and I um, stained Switch Collector Volume 1 treasure chests every weekend I've been working on those <laughs> mm-hmm. it's fun I enjoy it it's the best hobby ever and yes I still consider it a hobby <laughs> a fun fun hobby <laughs> so um so JP and I were talking before we were recording today we wanted to say hey I played and I posted about it so some of you that follow me on the Twitter saw me um I played some Super Mario 35 which was announced Mm-hmm. So I know you said you played it too, and that wasn't even a, a plan. So no, I uh, you know I saw that it went live, and I was on the eShop because right now there's lots of deals going on. So I figured let's just mm-hmm. see what what's on sale. And I saw that it got posted. It's free, and it's it's a limited time availability to play it. So I figured let's try it out. I, I didn't. I never played Tetris 99, so I had no idea even what this kind of setup is. And I enjoyed it. You know, I got the best I got so far is 20. 20th place so it's not last uh, i'll take it for <laughs> now and it's enjoyable it's really fun and maybe you can explain a little bit more since i know you've gotten a slightly better rank than i did <laughs> i've gotten first place multiple times <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like i i go there and just uh continue to play so essentially you know you're playing versus obviously 35 other people 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of, even when you play, cause there's two different modes, there's 35 mode. And then there's like this special challenge mode. And even the special challenge mode, it's, it's like, it changes every day or something. But I think there's like multiple layouts because I played it twice in a row and it's not the same levels. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's coin attack challenge as well, where you try to get the most coins. But what I like is that, so when you're playing normal 35 mode, on the right stick, you can choose who you attack. So you can go for those that have the shortest amount of time, those who collect the most coins randomly, or what I always choose, which is those who are attacking the most. <laughs> you can attack them. So if somebody's coming after you and shooting lots of stuff at you, you literally just, every enemy you kill goes over to them. Um, where things get chaotic, though, is when you go to a level four or level four of any world. Mm-hmm. Then you start getting like Bowser's sent to your stage, and like, say oh, you're yeah. on like <laughs> the one that was crazy was I was on the flying fish stage, and then there's like Bowser's all over the place, and I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> like, or if somebody's in a water level, and you're going versus Bowser in a World One Four or something, and then there's mm-hmm. fish swimming all over the place as you're trying to dodge or kill Bowser at the end of the level. <laughs> Stuff is like crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And so the other thing is, though, is that you have a constant timer. So you don't actually beat, like, when you beat a level, the level doesn't end. It goes immediately into the next level. And your timer continues to count down. So what's interesting, though, is that as you get power-ups and as you get other, um, as you kill enemies, it adds time to your clock. So it's important for you to continue to kill enemies, but also collect all the power-ups. And one-ups get you, like, 20 seconds. So me, like, having all the levels memorized in Super Mario Brothers, like, I know where all the power-ups are already before I even play it. So um, I'm sitting there just hitting up every power-up, always getting a star, running through and killing as many enemies. And the only times I've actually died is where I've, like, missed time to jump, usually in my first, like, first time playing after for the day. And it's only been, like, two days now that I've played. Um, it just came out. Mm-hmm. But um, it's super fun. I, I, I've been enjoying it. And it'd be even cooler if we could have, like, chat Nintendo. <laughs> okay, right? <laughs> Give us some chat so we could talk. Like, because it's ridiculous. Yeah, I um, I need to play a little bit more of it. Actually, um, it's, it's crazy. I don't have that much time to play a game. So I've been trying to slowly go through Super Mario 64 since I've never played it much more than a few stages when it came out on the N64. So now I'm up to, I think, 32 stars. I've unlocked the metal cap, the hidden cap, and the flying one. I'm downstairs in, like, the basement area of the castle. So I feel like I'm making good progress, and I'm enjoying it. But, <laughs> but I also have just had this itch to, to play racing games, and I just wanted something mm. with scenery. So, you know, I normally play Burnout Paradise because, to me, that is the best racing game on the Switch. I think it plays perfectly. Everyone really? knows. Yeah, everyone knows that I love the Burnout series. Um, I actually had never played the Paradise series or game before. I normally stuck with Burnout Revenge on the 360. So yes. Par- so Paradise was the first for me on the Switch, and I absolutely love it. It plays so smooth. It's it's exactly the type of drifting that I like to do. 
great music, all that stuff. But what do you I want... think of the mission layouts? Because that's the one thing. Because my wife is like obsessed with Burnout Revenge. Yeah, she yep. didn't like Paradise because it yes. was like that open world mission based thing. So that is one of the reasons that I didn't initially care when it came out way back when. But I have to say, you actually get used to it because one. It's very nice to just drive around wherever you want. And then it's really at the stoplights where you kind of press gas and brake to start whatever challenge is there, whether it's the road rage, uh, racing, uh, crash mode, whatever. And mm-hmm. I like it because I, I tend to load up the game and just drive around for a while. I get to the mountains. I do drifting up and down it. And then I want to do just a random mission. So I just pull up to a, you know to the lights and I, I started it. The one thing I don't like is that because it's open world and it's not a set track, what happens is sometimes when you're racing, you have to pay attention to where the finish line is. And if you veer off, you're out of, you could be out of that race completely because you're going down the one way that you have no way to turn around. So that that's the one thing that I've, I've come across a few times. So I, I'm not the biggest fan of that. But the open world, I absolutely love because it, it really is huge. And what's nice is there's a second... I forget the official name of like the second area, but you cross this long bridge and there's like this whole other section of the city that I cool. think may, may have even been a, a DLC initially, but it's huge. I mean, you could really be driving around and not get to the same area for a while. So I, I like that, but I also wanted something with like a different change of scenery. So I tried WRC eight, which is more of a, like a rally simulation game because, the car handles more realistically but i have mm-hmm. to say though i played it for two nights now i think it's amazing like i'm really bad at driving the cars i'll keep flipping them and crashing and whatnot but the locations are based off of real places around the entire world so you're picking you know germany and you have tracks you're picking spain and honestly i play handheld and yes the graphics aren't crystal clear but i mean it looks beautiful to me because That's awesome you're driving along the coast, so you have like the rails, but then you see in the distance, you see the lake or the ocean, and then you see the mountains in the background. And that's what I wanted. I want to kind of feel like I'm in the countryside a little bit. You know, I'm off-road, and it's it's awesome. Like, I really am enjoying that game. And I know WRC 9 is coming out at some point. So I think that's going to be one when it comes out. I'm just going to rip open it right away and, and pop it in. But yeah, I, uh, Burnout Paradise and WRC 8, I think to me are like, two really solid racing games on the switch so you had some time nice <laughs> I had a little bit, you know <laughs> so i spent my weekend um playing pokemon with uh with london and nice. so she got pokemon shield for christmas mm-hmm. wandered like played it for a long time wandered into an area that was too overpowered and kind of got lost and she was a little too young uh fast forward to recently um, she saw me playing Shield, so of course she wanted to play it, um, and she got into it again, and then so she wanted me to get Sword, so I actually bought Pokemon Sword, Oh, nice! Um, and then her and I were playing, um, she ended up beating the game and capturing the Legendary Shield Pokemon, um, which is beyond what JP's played from what I'm tracking. Yes, I've only, <laughs> I've become the champion, and then I started the yeah. post game, and then something else came up. yeah. I ended up uh, doing the same, so I got to the same point as her. So, she, so her, she put in like fifty-two hours, is what it said on the on the the switch nice. into it. Um, I had about fifteen hours into it to get to the same point, but I wasn't taking in the scenery. I was just playing and going through the mm-hmm. story. And um, she figured out how to trade as well, and 
literally training, trading like level like eight and then she'd get like a level 100 shiny Pokemon. And I'm like, what? <laughs> How are you doing this? So, so like we both did some trades and got some level 100s. And so that way, like we could make progress through the game, which was pretty fun. But the thing was, is it taught her a lot about role playing games. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think she may be ready to dive into a Dragon Quest 11 or something else that's a little more uh, user-friendly role-playing mm -hmm. game for the next one. I don't think she's ready for any of the archaic ones, but mm -hmm. she, I think she may be ready for one of those, which will be super fun to see if she takes to it. Because, yeah. I mean, but, but the thing is, is that she also plays games like Roblox and mm -hmm. Minecraft, and she's used to designing her own characters. And you can do the same thing in Pokemon Shield and Swords, like, take your character and style their hair and stuff. And that's completely what she wants to do. Um, so it'll be interesting to see like which aspect she takes to with which games, because again, like she has the, the younger kid aspect to it. Um, the other game I was playing, we can't talk about because we may be signing it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that, I've been loving it. I've been playing the heck out of the other game too. So I, I will let people know that, um, while we're not going to be stacking releases, we do have to fill our schedule. And Jeff and I and Barry, we are looking at a lot of games. We're having a lot of conversations. I'm actually happy to tease a little bit that we are going to be yeah. signing another game for next year that hopefully will get revealed when we do our next Direct TBD. Um, but yeah. it's an exciting time because it's, it's really fun getting to talk to the developers and get to know the game more through them than just, you know, us looking at it on the eShop or watching a trailer. I mean, we're really getting to start to know these developers who have spent years working on these games. And yeah. I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited because, you know, some of them are old, uh, older, yes. I should say. Some of them are new. Some of them are new that haven't even come out yet. And I think that's going to be exciting for our lineup because, you know, Super Blood Hockey was a game on the Switch that came out in 2019. Uh, same with the Pigeon Dev. A few of them came out previously, but with the Sunshine Anthology, these are two games that have not even been released on the Switch yet. So that's exciting that, you know, the the physical will be coming out shortly, you know, a little bit after most likely the digital. But it's going to be a new game that people are going to be playing for the first time on the Switch. So I think our lineup is going to have that wide range. It's going to have different genres as well. So I, I'm really looking forward. And I think right now 2021 is starting to shape up really nicely. All I gotta say is don't ever expect us not to talk about whatever games we're releasing because like JP and I like literally are passionate and super picky about what we're releasing. Like everything we're releasing, we're gonna be passionate about. We're gonna talk about it. Like <laughs> we're gonna talk about everything we release consists constantly. Oh, like, yeah. people, people saw like everything was super blood hockey during the super blood hockey time. That's what we're doing. Like we love this stuff and we're going to continue to talk about super blood hockey because it's awesome. And sure. it's the same with pigeon dev and with awesome P one and two and, and bucket night and explosive Jake, all the games on that multi application card. Mm -hmm. so let me ask you a random question because this has yeah. come up a lot of times and I haven't talked to you about this, but I'm just curious your thoughts. Um, there is a game that's considered the worst game on a Nintendo Switch. And every time a new publisher comes on, I see the people in the community always asking them to make this game. I don't know if it's more like, can it actually be done? It probably shouldn't be done. But, um, you know, we're a new company, so obviously this came up. It's I, I don't know if you've heard of this game. It's called Vroom in the Night Sky. 
Oh, of course really, I have. Okay, so it's gotten rated as like one of the worst games, and of course they say you got to make this on the Switch. And here's it, like my KP. It's a year one game. Of course I've played it because I, but I didn't review it because I didn't like it. Because <laughs> you know we did we did, it, it did a, digital, a day one game. We did a digital only section, right? And so like I played all the games, and yeah, I didn't like that game. Um, oh. you, you know, you know what my thoughts are, JP. To answer your question, you're about to ask me. Yes. Let's let the community decide. What if? And you can you can leave us a voicemail or hit JP up on Twitter, um, <laughs> JP Switchmania. Um, what if we did it as an April Fool's joke on Kickstarter? That's what I. That's what I said. I said we should take it to Kickstarter, and if it got funded, great. Let's make it. If not, then there's no harm to anybody because it just doesn't go through but that's the that's the thing i was thinking i said when i say that one day kickstarter <laughs> like not a week because because i did um the complete virtual boy as a as a week-long kickstarter that thing got 400 percent funded no we're gonna be like you need to follow us only on april fool's day the only time you can get it and if it gets funded we'll print it regardless hmm and like five thousands are minimum print run, but here's the thing, people: the minimum is on the cartridges. Right. <laughs> That's the thing. We do it as an April Fool's joke. We may only do the other physical pieces for what people buy, and just have That's a cool. bunch, a bunch of room cartridges. <laughs> <laughs> that would save us, and we would be able to do a little bit cheaper of a funding for for our April Fool's joke. Like, we could make, like, but it still would be a lot a lot of money for an April Fool's joke. It would be, but you know what? If there's enough people that really want this game for one reason or another, and they put their money where their mouth is, why not? Well, the only part with that, JP, is that the developer would have to be on board. Yeah, and... I think as we're talking, like, I don't know how you pitch it to them, because you don't want to insult their game. <laughs> but the they, have, time... they have to know that there's a reputation for their game so the developer and the publisher is Poisoft. so you know what i say for now because april fools is a while away and there's really no plans at this point i will leave it to the community if you want this to happen yes. start reaching out to Poisoft and have them contact us and let's get <laughs> from there have them contact us that's amazing yeah, yeah they, well because that's the thing like i mean in reality even though the game is, you know, hilariously panned at the point now where it's the next troll and I, um, I mean, it still could be preserved physically. It could, yeah. You know what? Why not? I mean, I don't know. It could be. It could be fun at this point because it, it's been a game that people have been, you know, a, a select. I should say a select few people have been talking about since I started, you know, getting involved in the Switch community, and now we have an opportunity that hey. Maybe we could be the publisher. So if the developer is interested and they wanna they wanna have some fun with this, right? I mean, it's all in good fun. We're not we're not here to insult their game or anything like that. Well, but, I, I'm yeah. saying if it gets funded on Kickstarter, like we'll give it a serious release. Oh, absolutely! Like, it'll, like it'll it'll, it'll, it'll have a full it'll have a full manual. It'll have a challenge card, a patch. It'll get everything that every one of our premium editions get. Yeah. Um, and so, like, it's not yeah. like we're going to yeah. do anything crazy or, or you know, half-cocked. We're, we're going to definitely do it full if we did it. Um, mm -hmm. 
but like it, it is spending uh, a lot of time on an yes. item. So, so like we want to make sure that it's everything's there. <laughs> I kind of like this as an April Fool's Eve. You got me thinking. So this game came out April 5th, 2017. So it's Oh, my God. It'd be perfect. It'd be like anniversary. <laughs> oh, wow. It would be the four-year anniversary of the game. See? So then you could even have me, instead of only having a one-day, we could do a five-day Kickstarter and just <laughs> end it on its anniversary. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. You know what? You got me excited. I, I kind of want this to happen now because I think that'd just be really cool. And you know what? This is... Listeners, this is how this happens, by the way. Every time with the coming, JV is like, oh, I'm super excited that you, you <laughs> believe me, the developer will probably we'll probably be talking with the developer since. Damn it, JV. Well, as you're talking, I'm like, are they on social media? Because he's already hitting them up. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes it's just as easy as just uh just saying hi and who we are. So Poisoft Official is on social media. It looks like it's a Japanese company. Oh, Their DM is open. Oh my um, goodness. But you know what though? I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it to the community. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let people in the Discord because that's really where this all comes from. I'm gonna yeah. let them know to listen to this episode, and then let's take it from there. So yeah, to be continued. They get 45 minutes into the episode, they'll do this, <laughs> and, that, and then we'll be like, "Oh my gosh!" Now we're getting bombarded. That's amazing. And the, here's the thing though: is that like, I mean, it wouldn't be I wouldn't have an issue releasing a game if the fan support because that's the thing is like yes. in order to get that funded in such a short amount of time it would yes. absolutely need to have fan support and yep. if people want a want the game so bad that they're willing to to put their money where their mouth is like i will dedicate for for an april fool's joke i made a 180 page virtual boy book just saying. just saying that took me a long time a lot of hundreds and hundreds of hours to do <laughs> and i still did it it's out there and it actually turned out amazing so this would could be another case of that where it ends up turning out pretty fun um mm-hmm. regardless of what people think of the game i haven't i haven't uh played more than I, a few minutes of it you played a few minutes more than i've played of it i'm actually i'm curious now because they're located in fukuoka japan they have a they have a um um uh wikipedia page but they're known for their switch game which received universally negative reviews from critics and it looks like they only released the, oh so you know what they did some wii wear games they did 3d they actually did a number of 3ds eShop games and on the switch they actually have oh they have another game that came out in japan only it's called and- order Orderland. M-A-C-M-A-C. Hey, Pete's now thinking, like, wait. we'll put Vroom on a multi. No, wait, wait. There's a third game. It's called Poisoft Thud Card, and it says it did come out in the U.S. on March 1st, 2018. So there's technically three games, two of them that have been localized, one that hasn't. This could be a, a, this could be a multi-pack. <laughs> <laughs> now JP's getting this, super excited. This could be the Poisoft Collection. <laughs> the Poisoft Room Collection. <laughs> <laughs> the Room in the Night Sky Anniversary Edition. Okay, so I'm going to leave it to the community now because I want this to happen. I think it'd be fun. And if you know it, if they... If they JP's going to start promoting it on social media now. It's <laughs> you know what? Yeah, don't hate me, Jeff. I think I'm going to I'm gonna literally say, watch this episode, Room in the Night Sky, enough said, and we'll see what happens. Oh, my God. I think that could be fun. And you know what? If the community's behind it and they they and we actually did a Kickstarter and they support it, 
Why not? <laughs> Anything would, possible with the Switch. That's true. That's true. That would be ridiculous. I mean, we are the crazy ones to make that kind of stuff happen. I, w- I do want um, a few releases out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on that, too. By the way. Like, we're getting games in hand first, everyone, before we start doing April Fool's jokes. <laughs> do you like how that um, I'm, I'm all for this and it's like they're going to say no? <laughs> that, would, that would be the worst. But you know what, though? Yeah, we'll, we'll have a few releases before then, but I think it'd be, uh, I don't know, it, you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of that Poop Slinger game that was an April Fool's joke from Limited Rare Games from out of yeah. Russia, apparently, and yeah. they uh, it was for the PS4. They said they only sold 88 copies, and everybody was like, oh, this, where is this going to go? Like, No one's ever going to get this game, and they actually shipped it to people, and for all we know, there was only like a handful of games that were shipped out and we all know that the ps4 minimum is a lot higher than 88 copies but you know what this could be the same kind of thing and at least we do it through wikipedia so everyone has a chance to get it uh but yeah we'll uh we'll leave it to the community we're doing Uh, it through wikipedia what we're doing it through wikipedia they say wikipedia (laughs) (laughs) i got that I meant, got that. Oh my gosh, I was about to say Facebook. No, through uh oh my god, Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Okay, I was waiting to see if you figured so, it out. So while while that one is a uh, far off dream that may or may not happen, I think now's a good time. He has a new dream. We could talk about what is coming out next week for real. Ooh, micro machine man JP, okay. Alright, so we've got a few pre orders and a lot of releases. So we've hit that month of Switchtober, which is no, it's going to be a very heavy month, and the first full week of October is no exception. That's the crazy part. Um, so yeah. let's start on Sunday. Sunday, October 4th, it's the last day to secure your pre-order of Regions of Ruin. It's from Yondusoft, and it's distributed by Limited Run Games, so it's on their website. Sunday's your last day. Then on Tuesday in the UK, Agatha Christie, The ABC Murders comes out. And oh. for, those, for those wondering, it is coming out in the U.S., on November 3rd, so about a month later, but it is coming here. On the hmm. same day, Hidden Objects Collection, six games in one, which are really like the search and find kind of games, is coming yeah. out here in the U.S. It already released overseas. And then finally on Tuesday, Ministry of Broadcast from PM Studios and HitSense. You know HitSense from A Robot Named Fight. Uh, they oh, are yeah. the digital publisher. It's finally coming out in the U.S., and what's nice is it comes with the case and a steelbook, packaged in a special box um oh nice yeah and i i do we uh pm studios are friends of the podcast (laughs) and we like them they're cool and i will say that hitsense did tag me on social media to remind people and i'll read it here the digital publisher hitsense did tell me that the available stock amongst all the retailers carrying this is starting to run low so you may not want to wait on this one um in the uk it did come out already from numbskull games but it's the badge edition so it has badges inside the box but not a steel book so there's two technically different versions um also on tuesday see this is a big day nickelodeon kart racers 2 grand prix is coming and on the cover i see spongebob ninja turtles i see is that jp's not on there i see ren and stimpy and invader zim oh this is and and Korra from the Avatar. So this one could be a really cool one. Um, then there's, we go. There's the no JP. You can't race with JP. No racing one. with JP just yet, folks. Damn. 
Someday, Racing JP will be released. Yeah, we'll make that happen. If we can get room in the night sky, I think we can get racing with JP. (laughs) (laughs) So then on Thursday, October 8th, a pre-order is happening at Super Rare Games. They just announced today, on Friday, that they are doing Darkwood for the the Switch. They did. It looks scary. It looks scary. Perfect for October. They're going to have 5,000 copies. It opens at 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday at Super Rare Games. Then also on Thursday at Retail... Pior Fiore, Faded Memories, which is a Otome visual novel type game from Axis, mm. is coming out in stores. And then in Europe, the standard edition of Ease Origin is, is releasing. Then we're not done yet because on Friday we have Ben 10 Power Trip releasing. And then, and then at Limited Run Games, they're opening up a four-week open pre-order for Chasm. Or Chasm? Chasm? Uh, that probably chasm. Probably chasm. chasm. Doing that a, was that a game that I covered on the uh, Dollar Challenge before? I'm not sure. This one is a Metroidvania, though. Uh, uh-huh. Look cool. Yeah, they have a regular and a classic edition. So on my weekly mm. release post, you can read all about what is included in that classic edition. I think there. it's covered in the Switch Collector. I would that think is- so. This was a big game that came out on the eShop. So you most likely did. Um, then in retail, FIFA 21 Legacy Edition is releasing. And just to let you know, if you pre-order at Best Buy, you get a free Funko Pop. You get the Paris Saint-Germain Kylian Mbappe uh, Funko. Kylian, huh? Yes. And then, um, this is an interesting release because in France it came out today on Friday, but elsewhere it's coming out on the 9th, so next Friday. It's Let's Sing Queen Edition. So I'm waiting for mine to arrive. Oh, I bet you are. You gotta yeah, the, build the out US, your Let's Sing collection. I love that. I love Let's Sing Queen. I did just so, recently... So it wasn't Chasm I was thinking of. It was Crawl that I wrote about. So no, it wasn't Chasm. wasn't Chasm. No. And also back in the U.S., The Survivalist from Team 17 is coming out in retail. And that, as of right now, is everything for the first full week of October. So it's oh my, tramping up. <laughs> when I say JP has a Letzing collection, like literally in the middle of his collection was like a big tower of Letzing <laughs> on his JP collector's corner and Switch Collector Volume One. Like it's like all of the Letzings. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if people realize, but when Letzing comes out, it typically comes out in four regions. So it's UK. France, Spain, and Germany, and they each have the same U.S. or the same English songs, but then they have region exclusive songs. So I bought all of them for, for as many years as they've been doing this. Then in the U.S., we got the Let's Sing Country uh, U.S. exclusive. And now we have Let's Sing Queen. We have Let's Sing 2021 coming out, I think, next month now. And I just recently learned that there's a Let's Sing 2021 China edition. <laughs> I kid you not. Question though, have you actually played any of them? Yes, the first one that came out, I played. uh, I forget the name of the song. Fifteen minutes of it. I did. I did one or two songs. The clean one. (laughs) You did one or two songs, and you have like (laughs) twenty games. (laughs) I will say though that the Let's Sing Queen will be heavily used. Queen is one of my favorite bands. It has thirty of their songs, so it's got all of the hits. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to... Uh, you've uh, you've watched yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody, right? Oh, of course. It has awesome, awesome movie. Yes. But, yeah, it's cool, though. So you're, you're a big queen head. 
<laughs> I am. I wasn't always. I just, I would say in the last like year or two is when I really, just, I would say, discovered them and started listening to them. But ever since then, I haven't stopped. And the fact that they're making a Switch game of it where I can sing all their songs is, is a win-win for me. You are the champion. <laughs> <laughs> we will rock you, everybody. So, awesome. with that said... Yeah, I would say this is our, our fun little premium yeah. edition corner. Um, now stay tuned and you get to hear old Barry the Cloud uh, talk about um, the game he played this week, right? That's right. I can't wait to hear it. Awesome. Uh, we will see you next week. Bye.
y'all. So, this segment um, is about what I've been playing. Uh, normally, we have a game of the episode. We don't <laughs> this time. So, um, I've been doing some time just, just playing some other games uh, that I wish to talk about a little bit. Uh, so, for the Switch, uh, the main thing I've been doing is Animal Crossing. Uh, Animal Crossing just had a fall update in a big video where they added uh, some new things. Uh, you can now uh, buy and plant pumpkins and grow them and use them for new recipes. Uh, there's a whole set of new spooky recipes uh, just for Halloween. If you don't know how to get them, um, you get one every single day from the first villager that's crafting. Um, so make sure to check uh, when you log in, check what villagers crafting and get a spooky recipe. You can also buy one of the items pre-made every day at uh, Timmy and Tommy's. Um, you only get one of them, though. It is sold out once you buy it. But it's cool. So if you don't want to grow pumpkins and you just don't really want to deal with that, um, don't feel like grabbing the recipes, you could actually just buy one of every item uh, every day, which, which I think is cool. I like that. I like that they're doing it a little more user-friendly. I'm not a fan of the way they did the fall recipes where they come from balloons because balloons are very random. The item you get inside is very random and very sporadic. And when all you're doing is hunting balloons, at least I find it very boring. Um, but I'm happy with this. Uh, there's new um, fish. Um, there's new bugs and new uh, undersea creatures. If you were up to date in the northern hemisphere, at the very least, um, before October hit, there's only two um, sea creatures to collect, which which I wound up getting myself. Uh, I like to try to do that at the beginning of the month, just so I don't really have as much to focus on throughout the month and don't have that, oh crap, the month ends in two days, I quickly got to catch this bug or this, this fish. I uh, just like to get it out of the way. But uh, yeah, Animal Crossing is still retaining attention, although it is more sporadic, but I like that they did the update they did. I think it brings new life to the game and Especially if you haven't played in a while, there's a lot to catch up on. Uh, and, and Halloween is fun. You could also, I forgot, uh, you could buy a piece of candy from Timmy and Tommy's once a day. They only let you buy one. And then, I guess on Halloween night, you can uh, actually give them out to your villagers. And you can get some uh, new DIYs and some emotes and stuff that are exclusive to Halloween. Um, so, I'm excited for that. I'm just storing up my candy now. So, if you haven't you know, logged in in a while, you might want to log in and at least participate, especially if you like Halloween. It it kind of gets you into the, the spirit, and I think with this kind of year we've had, uh, it's nice to get into that, like, holiday, you know, feeling, and I, I like that. I, I'm happy with it. Uh, the other thing I've been playing on the Switch is been uh, Super Mario Brothers 35, which dropped yesterday, and uh, if you haven't had a chance to play it and you have a Nintendo Switch online, you might as well download it. It's free. Uh, it's Tetris 99, but against 34 other people instead of 98. It is a lot of fun. It is frantic. Um, and I I will say, give it a shot. And what I mean by that is, like, when I first jumped into it, I sucked. Uh, it was a little to get used to. It's been a long time since I've played Super Mario 1. And, uh, yeah, I, I didn't do so well. <laughs> Uh, but then I started to understand the mechanic, understand how it plays, and uh, I've won a couple times, and a couple times I've I've gotten in second. And it really, when it comes down to like the top three, it's almost it's almost like who screws up first, because I've no like I've noticed that just usually that level of play, you know, it's the top tier players naturally, and 
if if no one screws up, the matches can go on for a long time. I had a uh, a match where I wound up I wound up screwing up. I came in second, but it was a 12 minute match, uh, and playing Mario one consecutively for 12 minutes with added elements and added craziness. Uh, it starts to get to you, and one of the things they do is you're not going one 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 two one three what cetera et cetera. Um, there's there's randomness to it, so you could beat one one and go to one two, or you can go to one three, or you can go to two three. Like you don't know where you're going, and even if you say, hey, I'm gonna, you know, I'm in one two, I'm gonna hit that warp zone, you know, I'm gonna jump to world four. No, it gives you three different levels specifically to go to, and sometimes there's duplicates. And sometimes you can go backwards. You know, you can be in one two, and you can wind up going back to one one, uh, or you can jump to two four and you know go right to a castle level. Um, the crazy thing is, every time you defeat an enemy, it goes to whomever you're targeting. Whether you're targeting the person with the lowest time, whether you're targeting the person with the most coins, whether you're targeting the person that is attacking you or people that are attacking you, it sends those enemies. So you defeat a Goomba, you send them a Goomba. No big deal. The craziness happens when people start defeating Bowser, and then Bowser starts appearing in random locations. People start defeating like Cheap Cheeps, and Cheap Cheeps start coming out of nowhere. Bloopers, you know, you're running through World 1 1, and a blooper's attacking you, and a piranha plants start appearing on, you know, platforms that they shouldn't be on. And that's really where it starts getting crazy. And uh, it's a lot of fun, it's frantic. And uh, there's daily challenges for coins. You can use coins, I guess, to, like, to power yourself up before you start. Um, in the game itself, uh, every coin you get you know, counts towards your counter. And when you get 20, you can unlock the roulette. So if you really need to, you can push, I believe it's X, and spin the roulette where you can get a mushroom. You can get a fire flower. You can get a star man. Uh, you can also get a pow block. Um, it's random what you get. But sometimes that could be a lifesaver. If you collect a one up, it's an instant twenty coins. So because there's there's obviously no lives, so one up is a uh, is a free roulette spin, which again could be a lifesaver. So give it a try. I recommend it. It's a lot of fun. It's gonna be sad if Nintendo does remove this at the end of March. So I guess we'll see. But uh, I think this is a gem of a game. It really is. It's just so unique, and it sucks because there's obviously no physical and there really can't be a physical unless they do some kind of solo uh, parts to this. And I don't know how they can do that outside of it just being Mario 1 uh, unless they simulate with CPU uh, and, and charge you for that and then release it physically like they did Tetris 99. I don't know. I guess we'll see. But it's something definitely worth your time. Uh, the only other thing I've been playing, and it is not on the Switch, but... I've been playing a little uh, 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rift. It is or Aegis Rim. It is uh, a game by VanillaWare, and if you don't know who VanillaWare is, they they're very famously known for Odin Sphere, which did not get on a Nintendo system, but they did Muramasa, which was on the Wii. Uh, they did some Japanese games, and the last game they did was uh, Dragon's Crown, which again did not get on a Nintendo system. Uh, and this isn't either. This is on the PS4. I really hope they bring this stuff to uh, the Switch. I think this is perfect, perfect match for the Switch. But it is a very unique game. Uh, if you've never seen a Vanillaware game, their art is amazing. Like, it's just beautiful art. You can just look at still images, or you can look at the game in motion. And the art alone, the style is just awesome. But it it is a 
a visual novel adventure style game um, in the almost in the the realm of like the old Sierra PC games, you know, Monkey Island, Maniac Mansion, Day of the Tentacle. But instead of collecting items, you're collecting thoughts, and certain thoughts when you bring up with other people, you in, you know branch off in the tree and you see like the flow chart and uh it's really cool story because it involves time travel and it's a lot of sci-fi elements and at first you're very confused but slowly you start to piece it together and what's cool is the stories interact you have the 13 different characters so there's a lot of stories to go through but like one character may run you know stay down a platform and and interact with another character and you don't think anything of it but then you play that other character and you see how they got to the platform and what brought them to the platform. And then, you know, you see that situation unfold from the other perspective. And it's really cool the way they do that. Um, the other half of the game, which is, in my opinion, by far the weakest half, is a is a strategy game. It is not turn-based because it is real-time strategy game where you have to defend uh, a location from these giant kaiju, these giant, you know, robotic monsters and you are in the sentinels and you are firing different abilities and your sentinels can level up and you can unlock new moves um which sounds awesome on paper um the problem is is the graphics for whatever reason are really crappy um it's hard to see or tell what's going on it's just like oh there's a big wave of enemies i'm going to shoot a million missiles and blow them all up it's it's a fun little spectacle uh, and there's story segments during those events but it's it just feels weaker to me, and I've I read other reviews that, that agreed that it's definitely the weakest part. Um, but yeah, it, it is a game that I think is worth playing. I almost put it down, but it's starting to pull me in, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to do my best to get through it. The problem is is time. <laughs> it is a bigger game, and it's very confusing. And it's set, set in Japan, so that means all the characters have Japanese names, which is authentic and works perfectly. Uh, it's just, for me, hard to remember everyone's name and who exactly they're talking to. Like, I almost wish I could switch it to Steve and Joe and, you know, like names that are super simple. Oh, that's Steve. I know that's Steve. You know, Kawishima. I don't remember who Kawishima is um, because there's other names that sound similar and it's just not something that's usually done in my vocabulary. But that's me. If that doesn't, you know, it doesn't hamper the game. Just sometimes it takes me a second to like, wait, who are they talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's something I do recommend. And I, I hope, you know, Sega and Atlas bring it to the Switch. I think it would be wonderful on the Switch. And I would, I would gladly double dip on that. But yeah. That's what I've been playing. Uh, I'd love to hear what you guys have been playing this week. Uh, when I listen, I'd love to hear what Jeff and JP have been doing this week. And uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of the show.
everybody. Barry here. And, uh, yeah, there, there are two big events this week that I did want to talk about. And the first was the Pokemon event, uh, where they showed off the, the second part of the, the DLC season pass kind of deal. And, uh, I think it looks great. Um, I did not do the first part. I did not get the season pass and I haven't played Pokemon, uh, Sword or Shield since I beat it outside of just doing some random codes here or there for free Pokemon. But I'm happy that this game is getting more love, and it certainly looks like the extra time is helping this DLC uh, get better. And, and I really hope that those who are really against Sword and Shield uh, can find some love with this. Uh, for me, the biggest takeaway, and I think from collector's point of view it's the biggest takeaway, is that they're re-releasing Sword and Shield with the expansion pass all on cart. I don't know how many copies they're printing, the pre-orders are up as of we speak, and uh, I, I have mine in, and I recommend you get yours in. Uh, this is the complete version of the game. I think this is fantastic. I really hope Nintendo follows suit. I would love to see them do this with Breath of the Wild and Smash Brothers and Pokémon Tournament and Xenoblade 2 and you know Splatoon 2 and like all the great games that they put out that had further DLC. Uh, I think most collectors we prefer all the content on the card. And uh, I'm just really happy to see that. So uh, let us know if you'll be picking up uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield with the expansion pass all on the card. Uh, I'm just curious to see if you will double dip or, or you just didn't get it the first time. And this is going to be uh, your entry point. I'm just, just happy they did this. Uh, odd that there was no talk about you know new Pokemon Snap. I really figured that would be a 2020 title. Uh, they showed it off early, earlier in the year, and uh, it's looking like it probably won't be at this point. So 2021 gains a new title, unless they surprise us. Uh, also, the update with Pokemon Home, where you can take Pokemon from Pokemon Go uh, and then bring those into Sword and Shield, I think is great. I, I haven't played Pokemon Go since the pandemic hit, uh, so... I don't really care about having the Pokemon in Pokemon Go anymore. So to be able to take those and bring them to other games and continue to play with them, I think is awesome. So I, I really like that functionality. And that alone may get me to purchase Home because I don't own it at the moment. But that alone is very enticing. Uh, the other big news uh, that I wanted to cover is Smash Brothers. They had a character reveal uh, for the, the second in the second season pass uh i was really sitting there praying for for rex with pyra and mithra and i will continue uh eventually i'm i'm 100 percent certain that they will get into smash brothers i'm hoping it's an ultimate um if not it will definitely be the next one you can quote me on that uh sakurai even stated that he wanted to put them in but uh the game was too far along when he saw the characters so i i do know they eventually will get in <clears throat> but uh, they revealed the next character, and the next character is Steve from Minecraft. With with three others, um, other skins, kind of like a hero has, you know, it's four different of the Dragon Quest heroes. I like that. I figure if you're going to get one character in, try to make as many alts as possible. So when they add Rex in, I do hope Adam gets in at least as a, as a character alt, like Alf is to Olimar. Uh I'm not a Minecraft player. I have never played Minecraft. I own several copies due to full set collecting. But uh, I recognize the importance of the series of, of Minecraft as a whole. I know there are many, many 
people that grew up with Minecraft, you could be listening and, and Minecraft could have been your childhood or it could have been one of your favorite games or just, you know, something you, you did with family or friends and you have great memories and that's awesome. And, and nothing can ever downplay that. Uh, so if this was a reveal that made you squee and made you happy, then awesome. More power to you. Um, you know, it wasn't for me. It wasn't like a yay. I was like, ah, it makes sense. Um, but I'm happy for those that are ecstatic about this. And there are a lot of people that are. Um, I'm interested in giving them a try. I did already purchase the, the season pass. I, I do love Smash Brothers. So uh, I will absolutely run through Classic and collect all the, the spirits that come along with it. Um, but I am interested to see the building mechanics and how that works. And Sakurai mentioned how they had to rework every stage to allow the blocks. So I'm kind of curious what kind of crazy things we're going to be able to do. Um, but I like this. Uh, Sakurai really gives a lot of love to every character, uh, even if he's not particularly fond of the character. But uh, it's also interesting because Minecraft, you know, is made by Mojang, who is now owned by Microsoft. So this is the second Microsoft representative in Smash Brothers, you know, Banjo being the first. And uh, I think that's really cool. And I, I hope that speaks to, uh, you know, good good partnerships to come, especially, you know, now that Microsoft owns Bethesda. Uh, and, and I know Microsoft does have a soft spot for Nintendo. I know Phil uh, Spencer loves Nintendo and, and really enjoys the Switch. So I'm hoping they can work together more often and, and we can see some almost blurring of the lines between uh, at least Nintendo and uh and Microsoft, I doubt it'll ever happen with Sony, but uh, I'm I'm overall excited just to see new content. It's been a long time, uh, and I don't expect the other fighters to be done until I'm gonna say December 2021. Uh, I'm gonna say next year we're gonna get four characters. Uh, I mean that seems reasonable. This year we got three. Um, so next year, I would I would assume a safe assumption we're at least going to get three, but I hopefully we get all four. So for me, it was a decent week. Uh, some things came in that I've been waiting a long time for, thanks to uh, COVID. So one of the things I got was Door Kickers Action Squad, the standard edition that was from Strictly Limited Games. Uh, I know a lot of people have gotten it already. For me, it, it just took a long time. Their shipping is... Very slow uh, to me for some reason. Uh, speaking of slow shipping, I also got from Funbox, um, I got, these are, these are in Europe, the European version, winter sports games and summer sports games. And uh, these are cool titles to have just because they're unique and I don't think they're coming to America. So I'm, I'm glad they came in. Uh, then, again, speaking of long time, these are from Nintendo Soup. This took, oh, feels like a month to get to me, and I didn't get any shipping notification, so I honestly thought they were lost. <laughs> but that is the Coma Double Cut and Obakidon, or Dori, Obakidori, I probably butchered that. Um, these are the Asian English releases, so the covers are in English. Uh, so I was worried because other people ordered from like PlayAsia and they got them and mine were, I didn't know if they had them and PlayAsia sold out and I was a little panicked, but I was patient and I waited and sure enough, they came in. Uh, turns out I also missed a title. 
uh, which happens even as full set collectors. Some things, uh, I, and I think I missed this title because it was, I was tired of double dipping, <laughs> and, and which JP is famous for making me do. So I, uh, I saw this. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna wait. I'm not gonna get this. You know, I'm gonna order this. It's probably gonna get American release. Well, after a while, I didn't see any American release. And I did talk with JP, and he said I, he seriously doubts it coming to America. So I'm trusting you, JP. And uh, sure enough, I bought it uh, secondhand from eBay, and that is Last Fight. That was a European release. And uh, finally, a game that, uh, again, I almost got the Asian release, but the way I collect, I do American, then I do European, then I do Asian, then I do Japanese. And in that order uh, is the game Road to Guangdong. Uh, that came in. I got that off eBay. Um, I got the European version. I waited. And from everything JP said last episode, I'm glad I did because the instruction manual and the uh, the character album and the postcards and all that stuff, they are all in the case as opposed to being too big to fit in. And I prefer that because it allows me to keep everything a little more secure and a little safer and less likely to get lost. So... Uh, that's the oh no I forgot one thing I, I did get in today uh, on Friday uh, the newest amiibo came in so uh, Dragon Quest's hero and Persona 5's Joker uh, for the Smash Brothers line those two came in so uh, once again up to date on amiibo and they look amazing you can really tell that they've come a long way since Link using his urine to keep himself standing up. Uh, I'm really happy with these designs. These look great. And I'm just excited to see like what Banjo is going to do. And, uh, you know, it's going to be awesome. And now that I say that, I realize, oh, that means I'm going to have to buy a Minecraft Steve amiibo too. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's going to be interesting for sure. But, uh, I'd love to know what you guys picked up and, uh, you know, I'm sure sure my list is significantly smaller than JP's and, and probably bigger than Jeff's, but uh, hopefully you enjoyed. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Switch Mania Playcast. If you would like to follow me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. And if you'd like to follow me on Facebook or see other videos I'm in on YouTube, you could find those at Nintendo Views. Thanks so much, everybody, for watching. Have a great one, and uh, take it away, guys.